Are you a driven, ambitious go-getter who knows that your life was made for more? You have this God-given stirring in you to do big things and know that your network marketing business plays a role in fulfilling that purpose? If so, you're in the right place. Hi friend, welcome to the Legacy Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Monique Scripp, wife, mom of three boys, speaker, and top business coach for network marketers. I'm also the co-creator of the course Multiply 2.0, a 12-week coaching program for those who want to scale their business in a sustainable way. I've worked with some of the top teams in direct sales to help them get results, and I'm here to help you. What if your purpose was beyond your paycheck and rank, but you were being positioned to leave a legacy through leading your team? I am on a mission to show you how network marketing can be done differently, how you have a life-changing platform, how you can overcome your roadblocks, have systems for success, and to give you the bold confidence to become the legacy leader. Episode number 99, you're actually going to get a little bit of the behind the scenes because we are going to give you a recording of a training that we did inside of our Scrip and Baxter community for network marketers. If you don't know, we have a free community and we would love for you to be a part of it. It's called the Scrip and Baxter community for network marketers. It is on Facebook and every month we have an expert guest speaker come into our community and share their best tips. Today you're going to be hearing from Sarah Zalecki with Madair. Enjoy. And our community at Scrib and Baxter, we believe in building differently. We believe in helping you have the tools and the resources and the confidence to build the business of your dreams. And so that comes with learning how to be a leader, learning how to effectively um, talk to people and invite. And so we are so glad that you are here today. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So I am just like fangirling over here. I have been following um, Sarah and her husband, Tony, for quite some time. Um, I am just, I'm not, I don't even want to take up the time because I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to read you guys her bio that she sent. If you saw me post it, you know what I'm about to say, but oh my word, she sends it over to me just like, oh, here it is nonchalant, you know, and I'm like reading it. And I'm like, this girl is a baller, you guys, like so incredible what she and her husband have accomplished and just in general, like truly a gem. So Sarah is with Modair and she is a master connector. You guys, she brings to the table a winning combination of over 20 years of experience in the field and a contagious passion for people. So she has actually been a speaker, you guys, at GoPro, the most powerful women in network marketing, uh, the Believe event, Mastermind event, Real Savvy Success, and the list goes on. Okay, so tons of publications. In other words, she is one to listen to. All right. So Sarah's story from being a nanny to now sitting on a, to sitting on a committee at the White House, right? With the 50 most influential business women comes from her tireless drive to become the best version of herself. So 10 years ago, you guys, Sarah and her husband, Tony started from scratch. Okay. So imagine what your life can look like 10 years from now. All right. So this is incredible. Um, what you, what they've been able to do and they built an impressive global $250 million a year business with over 1.7 million, you guys, customers, all right? They are so proud of the 250 plus leaders 
that earn six and seven figures. You guys, that is insane. Okay, how many of you would love to help develop leaders on your team that are six and seven figures? I mean, that's awesome. Sarah delivers high energy presentations that creatively combine laugh out loud, authentic humor and compelling insight to building your business. Tony and Sarah together have an amazing ability to empower someone by simplifying the fundamentals of being an entrepreneur, teaching them to apply the skills and taking the, the strategies straight to the top. They also live in Minneapolis, and she said her hunk of with her hunk of a hubby, Tony, and they have two beautiful kids, Hudson, who is 10, and Ava, who is eight. And so I when I reached out to Sarah, I asked her because I, you know, not only admire her and been following her journey, but I've seen, you know, the success that she's experienced. And, you know, after we connected, I learned that she has been in this industry for, like I said, over 20 years. And she built before, you know, as a single woman, she built as a newly married um, woman and then now as a mother, you know, and had thriving business in all of those timelines. And so I just feel like everyone can learn from her through this different seasons of life. And really, truly um, just I'm so grateful to you, Sarah, for coming to our community and just pouring into all of us today. So thank you all. Turn it over to you. Oh my God, you could have skipped that bio. That's ridiculous. All right. Well, hi, everybody. It is so good to be with you guys. First of all, I want to thank Becky Monique for having me here today. I'm so honored. Um, I also want to give uh, kudos to all of you guys that are here because you're playing full out. You're participating. You're like, man, I want to get better in my business. And so guess what? You showed up today and you're here. So I'm just so proud um, of you for just showing up in such a big way. And I am going to do my very best, guys. You know, this topic, building through seasons, oh my word, this could be like a whole day training, but guess what? We got stuff to do, right? We have jobs that we're, that we're part of, we have kids to raise, all of that good stuff. Um, and so I am going to spend the next 20 minutes with you, and then we're actually going to open up for a little bit of Q&A. Um, and here's the thing, if there's any questions that you're, you know, dying to get answered and you didn't, guess what? We all love social media and we're all connected there, right? So feel free to hit me up in Messenger. I'd be more than happy to support you um, however best that I can um, and, get, and answer any of those questions that we have. So, um, so like Becky talked about, I live in Minneapolis. My husband and I, we actually build together um, for the last 18 years. But actually before that, I also built by myself. And so it was a really unique experience as we kind of like decided to start working together and here we are. And, um, you know, it was just so, I think one of the things like for me that was so interesting was that, you know, as I just started growing as a person, like there were so many things that, you know, started to just change and just help me kind of just kind of step into my, my best authentic self. Hold on, I'm just changing this to gallery. Okay, there we go. And, um, and, oh, but Becky, I don't know if you want to maybe, but do you want to spotlight me just so then I can like everyone, otherwise I feel like I'm a tiny, tiny box. Okay. And I'm a little bossy, so I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, so here's the thing, guys, you know, when I got started in the business, you know, I, I was a nanny. I really had no business being in business. I was 21 years old. I'm going to be 50 in September. Um, but I, you know, I tell people every day, I, I never really got involved because of the money. I never really got involved because I thought I could build a big team. I just really wanted to be somebody. I felt that, you know, when I was first introduced, I fell in love with the people. I fell in love with the possibility of like, what could be right. Like the, the dreams and all these things that we have. Right. I know, you know, think about for those of you that, you know, when you first saw a presentation, maybe it was 
in someone's living room. Maybe it was a, a video link. Maybe it was in a Facebook group. Maybe whatever it was, right? Think about, you know, that feeling of those possibilities. And I fell in love with that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I, I love this feeling and I love just the potential time freedom and financial freedom um, that I might, you know, that I might be able to have. And, and here's a funny thing is I am definitely an overachiever. And I, I thought like right away, right out of the gates that I was going to hit the ground running and it was, was going to be awesome. But let me tell you, I went through this school of hard knocks because I had a lot of, you know, garbage inside of my brain that I had to overcome. And I, you know, I, all of us are women on here. A lot of it, we, it's stuff that we carry around for a long time. It's the limiting beliefs of, am I good enough? Can I do this? Who's going to listen to me? Like, right. All of that just junk. And it took me a while to like drop it off and be done with it and take on new, you know, beliefs and a, and a whole new belief system of, 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 for me, right. As a person. And so, you know, it's so crazy as, you know, I'm hearing Becky, like talk about my bio, like my first three years in network marketing, like guys, it took me three years to enroll one person, three years to enroll one person. Right. So some of you guys that are watching, you're like, Oh my gosh, bio. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't really know if I can do this or, Oh my gosh, I could never be heard. Let me tell you, all of you guys are just like me. All of you guys are just like me. And, you know, the thing that I always encourage people to just to remember is that we all have our own story and our own story is so beautiful. And your story is going to relate to people that I, I'm never going to be relate, you know, I can relate to, right? Monique has a story that other people, you know, are never going to be able to share. And so is Becky, right? And so, you know, that's really the beautiful part about network marketing. It's just really the story um, of, uh, just the stories of, of just so many incredible women, right. From just great backgrounds and, you know, just life journeys and, and all of that. And, you know, building in seasons is really interesting because, you know, once you kind of really understand conceptually what that looks like, I think a lot of times worry tends to go away. Uh, frustration tends to go away. A lot of these things that, you know, I think easily creep up on our business where we want our business to grow faster, or maybe we hit a plateau, or maybe our business is in a decline, right? Or maybe we're in a dry spell where we haven't been able to bring anybody on board, right? In a long time, or no one wants to book a party or whatever it is, right? So I know we've got, you know, lots of different companies represented. But I think that, you know, I look at, you know, when I first launched my business, like that first season, you know, for me was really getting after it right? And really launching it in a, in a big way. And, and I always share with people, you know, there is a difference between joining something and launching something. Okay. Unfortunately, most people, they join, they think they launched, but they join. And meaning they didn't, you know, think about like when a rocket, right? When a rocket takes off, like how much energy and fuel and exertion does it take to get that thing off the ground? A lot. Right. And that's the same thing with our business. It's kind of like a plane, right? Imagine if a plane, when it took off, like, you know, can it just go, you know, a quarter of a throttle and catch air? No, right. Can it like go half and catch it? No, like it has to go all the way down, right? It has to go full throttle. Most people are not willing to go full throttle. And so, because of that, that's why they're like, my business isn't growing. I don't have a good story. I'm not getting any sales. And, it, and it's really kind of like dipping that toe in the water. Now, I do feel personally that I think a lot of people make the mistake where they think, 
well, I'm not full time, so I can't launch. And I'm like, listen, that time has nothing to do with launching. You know, I've seen people that have launched a business that have been extremely, extremely part-time. I'm talking five to 10 hours a week and they've launched and they have successfully launched in a big way because the time that they did put in, they were very effective. They were super laser. They had blinders on. They were really focused with the things and taking the actions they needed to do to move their business forward every day. So I think you got to kind of look at maybe, maybe you're on here today and you're like, I'm brand new. Like I'm, I just joined my business, right? If that's you, I want to encourage you to really kind of take inventory. I take inventory a lot in my business, just so you know, like probably every other day. I'm like, I take inventory. I'm like, okay, where are you at Sarah? Where are you at? But for me, I, I would encourage you, like, look at it and go, okay, have I really launched my business? And, and when, I, when I talk about guys launching, it's like following the system of your company, right? If you're using social media, like, are you really using social media? If you are making connections with people that you know, like, are you really connecting with a lot of different people, right? And so, you know, I, I think that the, the season, like, for me, you know, people ask me, like, when I came to, Mo so I came to Modair 10 years ago, right? So I've been with three companies in the last 25 years and I helped start the company. And when I, when I joined, like people ask me what I did, like my first 90 days, I brought in 60 people personally. And the way that I did that though, is I had a lot of conversations. And I think sometimes we, I don't know, we scoot around the idea that we don't really have to talk to many people and we don't really have to have many conversations. But the reality is, is our business is all about people. Like that's our capital, right? Because it's such a small amount to get started. Like the, the more people that we talk, like that's the amount of capital that we had to build our business. So I knew for me personally, I'm like, Sarah, if you want to be able to create a great story, like you have to go talk to a lot of people. And I know some of you might be saying, oh, well, that's because you've been involved in the business as long as you had it. Guys, this would be, you know, that bio story that she just told? This was before the bio story. Okay. So like all the stuff you guys are thinking in your head, you got to throw that out because none of that's true. Okay. All of you guys can build this thing. You all can build a business. But I just got hungry. I was super hungry. I was super willing to do the work. I was, I was very coachable. You know, those three things were, were I've always done throughout every season of my business, right? And so, you know, I tell people, unfortunately, you can't teach people how to be hungry. You're either hungry or you're not. You can't teach willing. You're either willing to do the work or you're not, right? And sometimes people say they're coachable, but they're really not because they do something different, right? Or they are coachable and they're a great student and they rock it, right? It just kind of depends. So, for me, I just, I'm always reminding myself, Sarah, are you being coachable? Even all the years that I've been in this business, you know, are you, are you working, Sarah? Are you willing to do the work? And are you still hungry? Right. And I tell people guys, 10 years ago for me, like I wasn't hungry. Like I was starving. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was starving in the most, you know, positive way. Like I was just, I was hungry to create something amazing and something just incredible for, for my husband and for our family really. Right. So I think it's important too, just to understand, you know, someone had actually explained our business kind of in seasons, right? They had talked about like winter, spring, summer, and fall. And so sometimes guys, you know, there were times in my business that I felt like it was a winter. It was rough, right? And, and uh, maybe some of you guys, maybe you're in a winter right now. You might be saying, oh my God, I'm in a winter, right? I get it. 
But here's the thing that I think is so cool, okay? Does a winter stay year round? No, I live in Minnesota, okay? Like, I feel like winter stays year round, but it doesn't. It's 80 degrees. Monique was asking me, she's like, is it winter? I'm like, no, it's 80 today, right? But the one thing that, guys, that I love is the promise is that the winter doesn't stay forever. After that is spring, right? But I think the most important thing to understand, you know, all of our businesses are cyclical, depending on seasons, depending on um, times in the economy, depending on our family situation, depending on our job situation, depending on like so much stuff, right? And so I, I always share with people that, you know, there, there's so many variables to the business and sometimes it can drive us crazy. And the way for me to actually feel like I can have control in the business is you have to learn how to control the controllables, okay? Now, there's only really, guys, one or two things that you can control and the rest you can't control. I know that's not good news, okay? <laughs> I know that's not good news, but here's the good news. The good news is what you can control is the conversations that you have, okay? What you can control are how many people do you invite to look at your business, right? How many people do you invite to, you know, try a product, try your service, right? Like you can control that. Unfortunately, you can't control who says yes or who says no. You can't control who's going to buy. You can't control once they're in, if they're actually going to launch. You can't control that they're not going to quit, right? The only thing that you can control is, is having those conversations and bringing people in the business. So for me, no matter what season I was in, no matter what, whether I was single, whether I was married, whether I was having kids, whether I was whatever, wherever I was, right? The one thing I knew I could control was the conversation. So my secret sauce, okay, here's the secret sauce. My secret sauce is I got really good with building relationships. I got really good with being intentional with building friendships. I got really good at people knew that I really cared. You know what I mean? They knew that I cared whether they produced or not. My entire team, they know if they recruit somebody, great. If they don't, Sarah Zalecki still loves them. And I just help and I just serve them and I work with them and I love them into their success story, whether it's in a month, whether it's in a year, whether it's in two years, I just love them, right? And so I think, you know, for for me, like that's my piece is I'm like, Sarah, how, how you know, how is your skill with building relationships, right? And being really intentional with people. And, you know, for some of us, that might be a little bit more challenging because I know we all have different personalities, right? And some of us that are maybe a little bit more business, you know, minded, and you're kind of more about the bottom line and you're more about like, hey, I want to make it happen. I want to get results. Like, I hear you. That's, that's me. Okay. But I also realized that, you know what, Sarah, like you have to be willing to have that small talk. You have to be willing to have those, you know, to build those relationships because that's, that's kind of the, what I call the sticky, right? The stickiness of your business is the relationship, the stickiness of like, how are you as a great communicator? How are you when it comes to connecting with people? Like, do you create an environment that feels safe for people where they still show up every day, even though they're scared and they still take action, right? Creating that, that environment for them. And so, you know, I, I've worked really hard, like crazy hard on that environment and, and being a good communicator and loving people where they're at and loving them into their success story. And so I think the seasons, I think a lot of times 
people are so worried about the seasons of where they are when the reality is the core is the relationships. So if you get really good at building the relationships and get really good at that being a great communicator and get really good at just loving people where they're at, it doesn't matter when the season is, guys. Like, it doesn't matter, right? And, you know, I, I will tell you, though, I'll give you, I want to give you guys a couple of tips and some stuff that I, that I did, okay? So, number one, majority of us, I would probably say all of us, want our business to grow faster. Drop me a one if that's you. If you're like, I want my business to grow, I feel like I'm moving like a turtle, right? Or you're like, ah, oh, you know, right? We all want it faster. And... I hear you. I was the same way. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was a painful success story for me. Do you know what I'm saying? But it was so sweet because guess what? So many people can relate to my story. I could be on here forever and I could give you guys example after example. And probably majority of you guys would be like, I can relate to her. I get it. I feel so. So for me, number one, if it's taken you a while to get the success that you want, love that because you are going to be so much more relatable than the person that comes out of the gate that skyrockets to the top. Because how many people can relate to that? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody can relate to that, right? And I'm not saying that that's not a great thing because I have some girlfriends that that happened to and that's awesome. But I think for the for majority of people, it takes a little bit to kind of what I call catch a gear, right, in this business. And so, you know, there are going to be times that you're going to feel like you're in a desert there are going to be times that you're going to feel like you're in a dry spell or maybe even like hit a plateau where you're like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Maybe that's even why you, why you join the group here, right? Cause you're like, I'm stuck. I need, I need something. I need, you know what I mean? Give me, give me, give me some stuff, right. That can maybe help me like, like jump out of the mud that I feel like I'm like, I'm stuck in right now. So here's one thing that I did that really helped me. And I still do it to this day because I was in plateaus a lot and I was stuck a lot. Um, mainly because I was stuck of like the junk that was in my head I had to work through. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, looking at those different seasons, you know, be encouraged and really understand those are the most amazing learning periods of your life. Okay. Like those periods are where you learn. You're not, you're not learning when you're skyrocketing. You know what I mean? Like you're learning when you go through those plateaus. And so when I am going through some of this stuff, I've like tricked my brain now to get excited to be like, oh my gosh, Sarah, you're like, you're going to be learning a whole lot right now. Right? Like that's why Sarah, you're going to be learning like a whole lot right now. But then also too, here's two questions I always ask myself. And I almost, I almost probably do this weekly because I we're all going through stuff um, in our life and our business. But number one, instead, it's so easy guys for us to ask, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Why isn't this working, right? I have cried my eyes many, 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 many times in this business where I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? And so here's the thing. Nothing's wrong with you, first of all, okay? Like nothing is wrong with you. It's just part of like how our business grows. And so two questions I ask. Number one, instead of saying what's wrong, because that's pretty easy to go negative, I ask myself, what is working? What is working? right? And there's always something that's working for us. Maybe we're doing a great job with finding new friends. Maybe we're doing a great job with getting bookings. Maybe, you know, maybe we're doing a great job on social. Maybe we're doing a great job with like getting out of our comfort zone. Maybe we're, we did a great job because we got a new customer or we got brought a brand new person on board or whatever it is, right? Remember like every little thing is, is a win. Don't be so quick to brush those off. 
Okay. Especially for those of you that are like big, big achievers, you got the, these big lofty goals, which is awesome. But you forget about all the little wins along the way. Don't forget those because those little wins are the ones that that's what actually creates my, creates your confidence, right? That's what's going to create your confidence long-term. It's kind of like, if you imagine like a chain link, right? All, a chain link, right? And it's pretty strong. The way that you could trade a chain link in your business really, which is kind of like a confidence chain, the way that that's going to happen, guys, is through all these little wins. Talking to someone that you are afraid to talk to, right? Getting out of your comfort zone, maybe participating in a power hour or whatever it is, right? All there's, there's so many great actions that we do for our, our businesses, right? But number one, what is working? All right, first question. Second question is, what am I learning? What am I learning, right? And so those questions I ask myself all the time, and it's so good because it helps me like redirect my focus, right? And, and just focus in on the goodness and the things that are, that are awesome in my business. Now, second tip I want to give you guys, this was my, this was probably my biggest breakthrough. Okay. Well, second biggest breakthrough is understanding that you are exactly where you're supposed to be right now in your business. For some of you, you do not want to hear that. Okay. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now because the next rank or the next title or whatever it is in your company, you're not necessarily ready for that. Now, don't get offended. The reason I'm telling you that is that there's some lesson, some experience, something you need to learn that's going to prepare you for that next level. Okay. That saved me because for so long, it is so painfully long to even talk about this. I can actually giggle about it now, but I definitely cried about it a lot is that I was, I, I tended to white knuckle my business so much, right? Like white knuckling, right? How many guys are like when you're driving in a car, you know, car and you're in bad weather, or you're like riding on a, on a, um, you know, on a, on a ride in a music park, you're like white knuckling it, right? Many, many, many of us, we are, we white knuckle our business. Some of you guys might be white knuckling it right now. You want it to happen so bad. You're like, oh, I want it to happen so bad. But here's the thing. When you white knuckle your business, you leave no room for abundance in your life. You know what I mean? You need, you leave no room for just like, just such great stuff. You're like holding onto it so, so bad, right? And so I want to give you permission to like release that, you know, take your business serious, but don't take yourself so serious. Most of us, me included, like I was, I was the worst at this. I was so serious about my business. And the reality is most people get in our business, guys, is they're looking for an escape. They're looking for something social. They're, they're stressed out their job. And maybe, maybe they're stressed raising kids right now, right? right. Whatever it is, they, they get involved in this because they're like, this is kind of fun. This is a different outlet for them. So if you are feeling like my business is heavy, you got to look at like, am I like white knuckling it? And once I just kind of like release that pressure of like, these big crazy goals and this rank that I wanted to hit so bad. And I just started to be like, every day, as long as I'm getting better, every day, as long as I'm doing some things to move my business forward, I gave myself some slack. You know what I mean? I cut myself some slack. And what happened is that, guys, I had so many people that just started flooding and getting connected with me because I was fun and I wasn't so serious and I wasn't so intense. Right. And I just decided just to go in the flow. And I wasn't so worried about hitting that rank or, you know, whatever. Maybe I knew that when I hit it, I, I hit it and it was going to be bittersweet at that point. And, and here's the thing I want to share with you, too. Guys, nobody remembers when you really hit the rank anyways. OK, I know we think that everyone does, 
But if like, if I ask about different people on my team, like I, when they, when did you hit this rank? When did you hit this rank? Like, I don't even remember. They don't remember. I don't even remember when I hit the top of the company. Like, I don't remember the month. I don't remember what, I just don't. And so, so don't, don't get so caught up in the details of like, oh my God, people are going to know. No, they're going to know like when you hit it, it's awesome. You're excited. It's a great story, right? And you get to share it. But I just feel like, you know, when you can release that pressure of building through these, you know, uh, these seasons and just, you know, stepping into having fun, stepping into like choosing to have joy every day through the plateaus, you know, through the ebbs and flows, right? Through the times that your, you know, best friend joins and then two months later she quits, right? Or I sign up a big, really, I'm excited about a, you know, prospect that I brought on board and then all of a sudden they go into the witness protection program. Like all the stuff that you guys are going through, like I go through it too still, right? Nothing different um, in the business, but you know, just understand the seasons are the seasons. As long as you are working super hard with your relationships and you work hard on being a great communicator. And I also feel like to just, just understand like through all the seasons, as long as you're still planting the seeds, stuff's going to pop up. You know what I mean? Stuff's going to bloom. Stuff's going to come to fruition, but you got to keep planting. What happens a lot of times is people are like, oh my God, I'm in a drought in my business. And, and I, I always ask them, what did you do 60 days ago? What did you do 90 days ago? Because typically what you did 60 to 90 days ago, that's what's showing up 90 days later. So a lot of times I, people, when I do coaching with them, they're like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, I've been working hard the last 30 days and I'm so frustrated. Why aren't things kicking into gear? And I'm like, well, what'd you do 60 days prior or 90 days prior? And they're like, well, I kind of wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't really being that consistent. I hadn't really made a decision yet. And I was like, well, that's why, like, you can't, you can't look at it and go 30 days, what's happening. You know, it's, it's really about what's the effort that you put in, you know, 60, 90, even 120 days ago. Right. And so that's why I feel that being consistent, whatever that looks like, guys, some of you guys are working your business in the nooks and crannies of your life while you're raising kids, while you're raising grandkids, maybe you're working two jobs. I mean, 99.9% .9 of people in direct sales and network marketing it's a part-time gig for them. But I just want to share with you the hours that you put in, just really make that sacred because that's what's going to really allow you guys to stand out from everybody else, whatever that looks like. Whether it's, I guarantee these guys, I mean, they're such pros. I guarantee you that Monique and Becky have talked about time blocking. They've talked about scheduling. They've talked about, you know, all that good stuff, right? And so, you know, that that piece is is really, really, really important. But it's important not to be lackadaisical about it right? Like, because it's easy to be hot and then cold and then hot and then cold when it comes to that. But that's what you'll see why if your seeds aren't flourishing, while you're freaking out because of the different seasons you're in. For me, I just know that as long as I'm building relationships, I'm asking people to look at my business, I'm having conversations, right? I'm controlling my controllables. Then I feel like I'm pretty even keel every day, 365 days a year, instead of like, up, down, up, down, up, down, meaning attitude, up, down, up, down, right? I'm really high, I'm really low, right? Some of you guys want to learn how to manage, you know, um, just your emotions a little bit better, right? In this business, especially as women, it's really kind of a tough deal to kind of start figuring out is the emotional maturity part of the business. And it's like how to make sure your highs aren't so high and your lows aren't so low is, is really that, that consistency of the relationship building. You know what I mean? That, that piece for me, hands down, is what keeps the train moving.
right? And again, keeps me in conversations, keeps me, you know, um, asking people to look at the business because I am proactively always out there, you know, doing those things. So, um, so just understand building through seasons, guys, is like, it's no different than anything else, but the more solid you can get, the seasons don't really matter. Like I know, you know, I think for me, I'm just aware of when the seasons come and you're going to know too. You're going to be like, oh, wow, this is fall season, man. Things are rocking, right? I'm harvesting like crazy. This is great. And then you're going to feel and know when it turns into winter and you're like, ooh, it's kind of getting winter around here. It's kind of bare. It's kind of like, what's going on, right? But, but you don't flinch because you know, right? Because you know, number one, that it's winter, but number two, you don't flinch because you know that spring is coming right? And then it turns into summer and all that good stuff. So, um, so Becky Monique, I'm so excited to uh, get a chance to like hang out with you guys. I'm, I'm just really proud of everything you guys have done. What an incredible community you built, a really safe place for people to come into their own and, uh, and just really flourish in such a big way. Um, but let's open it up for a little bit of Q&A. Um, so I don't know if you guys, but I don't know, Becky, if you, if you would like people to like raise their hand or just put it in the chat, what, what do you guys like to typically do for that? Um, well, so first of all, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I took so many notes and I just, you're such a, a just a bright light, I think in this industry. Oh, well, thank you. Um, thank and you. very encouraging because I think you're right. Like so many times, you know, and I understand the why behind it, but so many times companies will only spotlight for a while. It seems like the unicorn, you know, the person who came in and, oh, look how fast they did it. And you can too. And while like, yeah, cool. Anyone can that comes in, they have that opportunity opportunity, but it's not normal. <laughs> yeah. And so I love so much um, what you shared around that um, concept. So, um, okay. Yeah. If you guys want to raise your hand, if you want to unmute, we'll take a couple of questions. You're welcome to ask, or you can just put it in the chat as well as on Facebook. Um, and then we'll, we probably have time for just like two or three. So um, Lindsay, it's like Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah, thank you. This was very Hi. encouraging and exactly what I needed. And I didn't even realize it. Yay. Um, but my, my question is, and I think I know the answer, but I'm curious to hear what does building relationships consistently look like for you? So I think for me, I'm just like every day. I mean, I, I, I am such a simple girl. You know what I mean? I was a nanny for goodness sake. I mean, like my whole life was something, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like kindergarten teacher. I'm like, okay, she's, she has a simple mind. So, but for me, it's just really about, I make a, every day I make a friend. I mean, I, I mean, that is so that is, and, and, and two, I, I have one of these funny things that I always tell people. I'm like, you will be hard to outfriend me because that's just really like how, how I work. Like I am out there just giving value, creating relationships, just getting to know people where, wherever I go, as I live my life, whether I'm on the soccer field with my kids, whether I'm at, you know, my daughter's gymnastics, whether I am doing stuff in my community or my church, whether I'm doing stuff on social media, right. I'm in people's, you know, DMS and, and messenger and just really getting to know people. I'm just one of those people that I'm like, you know, when I, when I, especially on social media, I'll give you guys one of my tips that I do. So when I meet people on social media and I connect with them in messenger, my very first thing, and I actually might've even done this with Becky. Now that I think about me, I, mean, I don't really know, but um, I always am like, you know, Hey, it's great to meet you. You know, it, it looks like, you know, we've got a lot of different things in common. And I'm like, you know what? I'm excited to get to know you and your story. T tell me your story. And people love that. People are like, Oh my God, I'm going to tell you my story. And people, it is, it's crazy. Like they, they tell me my, tell me your story. And that's kind of one of my lines. And I'm like, tell me your story. Like, 
I, I was with somebody um, yesterday and um, I actually had my son's um, uh, soccer game and I had, I didn't really know the, one of the parents on the sideline and we were just, you know, talk some small talk about our kids. And, and I'm like, well, I'm like, well, tell me like, what's your story? You know what I mean? And she just kind of looked at me. And I think the reason she kind of looked at me is because most people don't even like talk to each other anymore. You know what I mean? And she was like, wow, this girl actually really gives a rip about me. And she just started talking, you know, and it was so fun just to like, you know, build those relationships. But I really get to know people on a personal level. You know, I, I imagine them, I know this is kind of a weird analogy, but I'm kind of weird. Like everybody is kind of like an onion and it's like, I like to peel the different layers of the onion. And so for me, I'm like, well, Becky, well, I, my goal is like to know Becky where I'm like, what makes her tick? What keeps her up at night? What is she scared of? What is she excited about? What is she a passion about? And people love it. They're like, she really cares like about me. And so I think because of that, you know, I, I, I just, I really go the extra mile on building the relationships where I think our, our lives are, are so fast paced and so busy that people just don't stop to really care about people. And I just choose to do the opposite. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like that's not the norm. You know, oh. it's not the norm. And so when people ask you, what's your story? You know, tell me about your story. They're taken back by that. Yeah. And, and, it's so, and it's so fun. It's not like I'm like going out to like, I need to recruit you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's so weird. You know, I just like build a friendship. And, and a lot of times too, like people that I meet in person because of social media, it's so easy then to transition to get connected on social media, right? Because then they can snoop around and see what you're all about and all that, right? And so that's when I'm like, hey, are you on, are you on, on social? They're like, yeah. I'm like, let's stay connected. They're like, okay. Like, that's what I do. And then we, you know, then they, we get connected and I get to see what they are up to and they can see what I'm up to. And then sometimes it leads to, you know, someone buying product or coming on board or I made a new friend, right? Oh, that's so I'm good. Like, oh, go ahead, Becky. No, I was just saying, I'm like, oh, that's so good. I love, I love to tell your story. Cause I think by nature too, people love to talk about themselves. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's an easy conversation starter. I think for anyone, you know, whether you, and it's not being like, who buy this thing or do this thing or join my team. It's instead just like the connection, you know, and when you have connection and community, there's, that's when the conversion happens, you know, when they feel yeah. connected. Yeah. To, um, yeah. I love that. Monique, were you going to add something else? Well, I was just going to say, it also reminds me of the abundance mindset. Like if you have that approach where you're like, I'm here to build relationships, it's out of that abundance. And that's where, you know, out of that overflow is, is how you, you know, end up, like if you plant those seeds and you're building those connections, like you will see your business grow versus having that scarcity mindset of every person that I meet, you know, I've got to turn this person into a customer or I need to you know, bring them onto my team, like having that kind of mindset, first of all, people are going to read through that very quickly, but it's also that scarcity mentality. And I love that your approach is connection first, like that relationship building. So mm -hmm. the next question was from Melanie. She said, I would love some of your reaching out verbiage. So does, I feel like this kind of answers that question. Mm -hmm. of, do you have anything else that you would add on top of that as far as reaching out? Um, I think the biggest thing, I think, you know, for me personally, I really make sure that you like know people, especially if it's on social media, like you guys know you, we've all experienced the, just the gross messaging. Do you know what I'm saying? The, Hey girl, this, whatever. It's just, bleh. I just, am like, 
dude, you need some coaching. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole nother story. But so for, you know, I, I think for me, like I just, I, I really make sure that I get to know people first before I even get in their messenger. So like take time and look on their profile. Are they married? Do they have kids? Like, what do they love? What are they passionate about? What are their, you know, what are, what are some of their views? What do they do for work? Right. A lot of you guys, you can catch so much of that stuff in their stories, right. And so much of that stuff on their, on uh, what they're posting. Um, and so be, before that, you know, typically here's my role. I actually like to like either like or love. I, I'm a lover. I'd much rather, I, I love on everybody's post. I don't like on anyone's post. Just so you guys know, huge tip. Like people love to get loved on. They don't love the thumbs up. Who loves the thumbs up? Not me. I think a thumbs up is lame, but that's just my thing. You know, I'm like, I'm like, give me the love all day long and I will give you the love back. Right. So but I kind of a rule, a, a three, like a three time rule where like, I always make sure to like love and comment on three different things that there's, and then I'll get in messenger. Cause then they've already seen my stuff. They've already seen, they're like, oh, this girl's commenting this girl. Right. So then it's, it doesn't feel like it's such a cold approach then. And typically when I do message guys though, it's always about something I saw whether it is and typically what happens too because you know how the algorithm works it's like hey if you like on their stuff then obviously they go oh becky and sarah must know each other i'm going to show them more of their each other's stuff right so then you know if i'm liking on some of becky's stuff guess what we typically do becky's going to start going to my wall and she's going to start liking on my stuff right so when that does happen that's for me it's such an easy transition then to get in messenger and say, Becky, thanks so much for loving on my post. You know what I mean? Like, I know I had a chance to, you know, see some of the things on your profile and I'm excited to get to know you. Like, tell me your story. Guys, mm -hmm. that is all I do. Like that, <laughs> I mean, that is my stuff right there. You know? So, I mean, I, and again, it, it, as a, as a woman, it is such a natural place guys for us. It is not awkward. It is not weird. It is not scary where you're like, I don't know how you can get a messenger with someone right? Like for me, it's just, it's a very organic kind of natural process then. So I never feel weird getting a, in a DM ever. Cause I've kind of done some of that front end. I've done that front end work already. Right. Yeah. So I, Lindsay, I, I, you guys are getting a lot of, you guys are getting my juicy secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I look, I'm excited to pay it forward. So it's great. Well, we appreciate it. We really do. Uh, we had a question in the chat. She said, um, this seems like a silly question, but do you track anything? Oh my God. I'm a tracking fanatic. That is not a silly question. If you don't track your business, you don't have a business. You guys hear that? Okay. Like you're just Mickey mousing around, no matter, even if you're just getting started or even if you have nobody in your team, like I, I led myself and tracked myself for three years till I got one person in my business. Okay. So I definitely track. Cause if you can't, if you don't track you, you can't measure against anything. Right. So then what happens is we get super frustrated in our business. We're like, I'm so frustrated in my business, but you can't pinpoint anything because you're not tracking anything. Right. So I actually have uh, a little PDF. I'll actually send to you back. You can throw this in there for, for them. Um, but in there, it's actually questions that I do with people that I bring on board every month to kind of do a little bit of accountability and find out where they're at. But you guys can do it for yourselves. So it's just questions that you can ask yourself, like how many people did I talk to um, this month, right? Or this, you could say this week, right? Or you could even do a daily thing. Right? How many conversations did I start? How many uh, new friends did I need? 
right? How many people did I invite to look at my business? How many people did I invite to look at, did I share with the about product or service, right? How many people did I get connected with my upline or how many people did I get enrolled? So like, I definitely track all of that. And, you know, there's, oh my goodness, here's the one thing I tell people always are like, well, what's the best tracker to use? And I'm like, guys, the best tracker to use is the one that you actually use. Okay. (laughs) Anybody else guilty? I have track, I have calendars. Like you wouldn't believe I got, I'm like, Ooh, this is a good calendar. And I order the calendar and I don't follow through with it. Right. Or a planner planner is worse. Planner is even worse than a calendar for me. I got every plant planner under the sun. Right. And so you got to figure out for you, like what, what, what tracking system is going to work for me that I'm actually going to use every day. Right. Some of you guys, you might be a pen and paper kind of girl, you know what I mean? And you're like the idea of having like a CRM system online or on your phone, you're like, ah, right. Um, and then some of you guys are like pen and paper. That's weird. It just depends on how you, on how you retain and how you learn and, and, and what works for you. Um, but I definitely track, I, I'm a pen and paper girl, you know, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm going to be 50. I don't know. Like I like, I just, how me, how I am, I like to write it down and see it. I'm a checklist girl. I'll put something on my list, even if it wasn't on my list, just so I could cross it off and say, I did it. Anybody else guilty? <laughs> I love it. I'm like, Oh, I feel good. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm like, yeah. So, so I'm a, I have a, tra- I have a tracker that I just order on Amazon. Um, that I love. That's just a really simple one. I've used it for 14 years, long time, nothing fancy. Uh, it's called, uh, oh my gosh, uh, activity logbook or something like that, or sales logbook. And I just kind of tweak it to kind of make it my own. It's not even direct sales or network marketing. It's like, I don't even know, 15 bucks on Amazon. Um, but I, I, you definitely want to track for sure. And, and maybe your, you know, uh, your upline or the team that you're in, you guys have your own tracking systems or what have you, um, you know, again, get plugged in with those or whatever, but, uh, tracking, that is not a silly question. That's actually an excellent question. Yes. Track, track, track. Cause then you can see where you're at. Otherwise you can never, ever get better if you don't know. Cause that's the thing. Like if you're like, Oh, I haven't been getting any enrollments. I'm feeling frustrated. Then if you go back and answer those questions, you can typically see where they're, where the holes are in your business. And that's mm-hmm. when you can reach out and go, I need help. Right. You know, that's when you're like, I got to figure out. Okay, I'm not doing a great job with inviting. Like, how am I slipping through the cracks on that? Or I'm, my follow-up, like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't do any follow-up this week. Like, how do I, you know, I need, I need to get better at that, right? So I think that's where you'll be able to work on the skill, different skill sets that you feel like are not as strong as some of the other ones that you have. Yeah, so good. Monique, did you want to say something? Sorry. Okay, you know, Sarah, we could have you like another hour because I have this list of, <laughs> I have this list of questions. I have two pages of notes and a list of questions. So, but I do want to ask two questions that I feel like a lot of our clients that come up for a lot of our clients that I would love for you to share. So um, I would love, first of all, I would love for you to share when you said, you kept saying, you know, I had all this stuff I had to work through the head junk. Yeah. Do you have specific examples of, you know, there's this one roadblock that I had to overcome, or there's one lie that I was believing, because I feel like a lot of the work that those in this community are working through is their mindset and really, you know, coming to that place. So what do you feel? That's my first question. And when you answer that, I'll, I'll ask you the second one. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I, I think you, I, I don't know. I had a lot of limiting beliefs. I really did, even though I was so excited about this business. Um, I think you know, I think for me, I, you know, there, you, there's either like the fear of failure or the fear of success, right? For me, I, it was never the fear of failure. It was always a fear of success. 
Um, I, I feel like that was one of the reasons that it took me so long to enroll people in my business is I think deep down, I was really afraid. Like if I enrolled some of my business, like what if I didn't do a good job with bringing them on board? Like, what if I couldn't be the leader they wanted me to be? Like, I don't even really know how to be a leader. I was 21 at the time. You know what I mean? I'm like, what does a leader look like? Like, what's my responsibility? Like, ah, you know, so, so like the fear of success, but that even can continue as you start building a team, right? It can continue once you have 20 people or hundred people or a thousand where you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to the next level. It's kind of scary, you know? Um, and so I think that that was one for me. And just, and then I think just understanding like, you know, Sarah, like when you bring these guys on, like you're going to have all the tools that you need at that point. And you're just going to continue to grow and get better and, and, you know, work through all that stuff. And um, I think another one for me, I mean, this is the reason I, I sh I've shared this quite a few times before, but you know, I, so it, it's kind of a weird deal, but you know, my, so so I don't have any direct sales background, right? All network marketing for 25 years. So my first, my first uh, couple companies that I was in, like my sponsor was a male, my upline was a dude. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I had no women mentorship and, um, and I love guys. I'm married to one. You know what I mean? Like, great. But I will tell you, we build different. And I, I didn't realize how, how different it was because I, there was just such a massive disconnect where I was trying to build a business with the guy because I was emanating what they did and did what they did. And, you know, one of, there's like a famous quote out there that says you can be impressive, but not likable. And that was me because I built these friendships, but yet there was still a disconnect because I wasn't showing up as Sarah Zalecki. I was showing up as whoever else. And I really had to ask myself the question, like, Sarah, are you okay with you? And I had to, it had to be a yeah. You know what I mean? I, I had to be okay with being quirky and it being weird and silly and not being perfect and all of that. And when I finally was able to come to that conclusion and be okay with it, I had fun and people loved it and they saw me and they saw the authenticity with who I was and I was transparent and, and just everything changed for me because I just was like, you know, like there's only one me, right? There's only one you, there's not, you know, so trying to show up on, you know, on these Zooms and trying to be Becky, guess what? Becky's already taken. <laughs> Monique's already taken. Sarah's luck is already taken. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, for me, that was a big, big piece. I mean, that's really where I had my, my big breakthrough was just authentically showing up as me and being okay with that. And then it was, it was just awesome, you know, after that, but, you know, I think, I think for, for a lot of people, I mean, limiting beliefs will, will come and go kind of depending on the different phases that you're at, um, in the business. I think probably the main one that every, that, that I hear over and over and over again is the not good enough. You know what I mean? For women, like feeling not good enough, not, not equipped, you know what I mean? That feeling inadequate. Um, but I think just really understanding like the beautiful part about this business is the growing piece. You know, I get excited every day because I know that I'm growing. You know, I know when I'm going through a growth spurt, I can feel it. It's exciting and it's scary at the same time. I'm like, this is awesome. But I'm like scared out of my mind, <laughs> but I keep moving forward every day, right? And still taking this as I'm like, I'm so scared. But I, and then in the same breath, I'm like, but I'm still doing this. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I think, you know, that's, that's the, the cool thing about, you know, about our business guys is like, you know, where else can you, where else do you go? Can you go in a field? you know, or industry, whatever it is, profession, where they focus so much on you becoming the best version of you. 
nowhere, <laughs> nowhere except here. And so like that, that to me is like the money's great. The lifestyle is great, all of that. But that, that, that sense of accomplishment and just kind of like, just, you know, just stepping in to just the best version of yourself, because it's going to allow you to show up as a better parent, as a better spouse, as a better citizen, as a better friend. Right. And, and, and ultimately at that point have a bigger impact. Right. So, um, man, if you're not already proud, you need to be so proud that you're in this profession because we do things that no other profession does. And I'm just, I'm just so honored that I get to be a part of it every day. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. I know we're cutting it close, but I just want to ask this one question. Cause I know a lot of our clients, um, have asked this. So when it comes to leadership, you made a comment when you were talking about that you were in a position where you were starving. You're like, I wasn't just hungry. I was starving. Yeah. And you said people are either hungry or they're not. And so I would love for you to share for those who are leaders. And it's that million dollar question of, okay, how do you develop other leaders? How do you make somebody in a sense hungry? I would love to hear your perspective on that. I mean, you can't, I mean, my, my whole thing is like, when I bring, when I bring a brand new person on board, like I have these crucial conversations with them, you know, where it's like, Hey, you know, my job is to help you become independent as fast as possible. Like, do you want to become independent? They're like, yes. I'm like, how soon? Yes. You know, I make them tell me. Right. And then from there, I just let them know, listen, there's just only three things that I ask. I ask that you're hungry. I ask that you're willing to do the work. And I ask that you stay coachable at all times, you know, and then I also let them know too, about you're going to have good days and bad days and times when people want to throw the towel in. And how, how do you want me to, you know, what do you want me? I, I, I joke around, I'm like, what do you want me to do with you when that happens? <laughs> Cause then I know how to work with them as a leader. Right. And I know, you know what I mean? And, and I think it's important too, because you know, when you have that crucial conversation with the people that you bring on board, it goes from them being a recruit to you having a business relationship. Big difference. You know and you're mean? setting the expectation. Yeah. You know, you're setting the expectation of, I love that you're telling them like, Hey, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. Instead of somebody having that bad day and they're surprised, you know, you're letting them know this is part of what business is like. Well, yeah, you got to set them up to win. Cause if you set them up to win, when that does happen, guess what? They don't flinch. They don't freak out. They're like, Oh yeah. You know what? They're like, Oh, Moni told me this was going to happen. You know what I mean? Aubrey told me this was going to happen. Right. They, 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 they don't, they don't freak out yet. But if you don't set them up and then I don't know, something so small and silly happens and someone says, boo, like all of a sudden you're like, what happened to Susie? And like, she's like completely vanished. You know what I mean? So I think it's important because what, what I see happen a lot is I see someone will sign someone up and then immediately just try to throw them into their system. And I'm like, okay, systems are great, but a lot of times systems aren't human interaction. And, 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 and for me, it's very, very important. You have to slow people down to speed them up. You got to slow people down to, before they can speed up. Right. So that this one piece that I see is always that seems to be always missing from people is that you have to set people up to win before you throw them into that system. You know, otherwise you throw them into that system and they don't do anything. It's worthless. Their daily method of operation is worthless. The, you know, all of that stuff is because you didn't set them up from the beginning. If you set them up from the beginning, oh my gosh, they're off. You know what I mean? They're off to the races. Oh my word. This was so good. So I think just one final um, thought, I would love to hear your perspective on, you know, now that you especially have, 
once you began to, I don't want to say outgrow, right? Your peers and those around you, like, what did you feel like helped you continue to grow? Because I feel like so many times, and I saw this, I'm sure you do too, right? Like people will get to a certain place in their business and they feel like you, they may not realize, but they're like, oh, I know it all. Or like, I'm good. I don't need whatever, but like, there's so much abundance out there and you are a perfect example of it. And I would just love to know through your lens, like what is it that you have done to continue to grow? Well, I mean, you just, you have to always stay a student. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's there, like every level is so different in our business and our life. And, you know, I, I mean, you guys have all heard that the phrase, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're, you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So you got to look at your circle right now. And if you're the smartest one, you got to figure out how, how fast can I get in a room where I feel like I'm the dumbest one, you know, I don't even like to use the word dumb, but you guys know what I'm talking about. So, you know, so, so for me, and that's, and that's scary. And that's scary to admit that and scary to take the step because you know, it feels good to be the smartest person in the room. You know what I mean? You're like, it's great. You know, of course, this is awesome. And but to to not be the smartest person, that's where the stretching and the growing and this, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that you don't want to do, and you know what I mean, like all of that, right? All that kind of like the the you know the you know feet to the fire, right? Type of stuff. But that's the stuff that's going to really you know allow you to grow. And you know, I've learned to fall in love with like the unknown. I think, you know, for a long time until I really worked on myself, like I was always afraid of, of the unknown. And I really have learned how to fall in love with fear. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I mean, I, again, you know, focusing on, on shifting perspectives, I think for me, because of personal development over the years, I really shift perspectives on so much stuff now that I just see it through a totally different lens. So whenever I do have different fears that are coming up, that's when I just take a pause. And then I also get excited because when I do have that fear in my mind, it's kind of like a green light just went off. And that's typically when I'm afraid, that's when I'm like, Sarah, this means you need, you need to do this. You need to go, you know? And so, you know, so I think for me, like I've learned how to fall in love with the unknown because it's just the exciting thing of like the possibility of what's getting ready to happen on the other side of that. Right. So, but I, I think it's really important guys. I mean, my, my whole career and still to this day, you know, I teach people, I'm like, you got to stay around the fire, right. Long, you know, long enough until you become the fire. And that's really what happened to me, guys. I stayed around it through thick and thin through times that I didn't understand what was happening in my business, the dry spells, the ebbs and flows, the, the good, the bad, the wonderful, all of the above. But, you know, me, for me personally, I just made a pact with myself to stay on the fire meeting, around the community, around the people, around the, you know, what, whatever that looks like for you, that feels good. That's the white hot, like make sure that you stay around that because it's a very easy to, to slip out of that fire. You know, think about a bonfire when you're standing right up next to it, how hot is it? It's so hot, right? But here's what's so crazy about this is that if you just take one step back, how many of you guys realize that temperature changes immediately? Mm-hmm. One step. And then you take another step back and it's immediate. And what those one steps represent is it represents maybe being like, oh, I'll just catch the recording of that team Zoom. 
or I won't participate in the power. No big deal. They don't care. I'll just, you know, watch the replay or I don't know if I, you know, I'll skip, I, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to do, you know, some reach outs today or tomorrow, right? Is this those little tiny things that are so subtle, but what's happening, people don't realize very quickly. They're like, wow, this feels cold. And it's because all of a sudden you stepped away from that fire. So for me, I always have looked at Sarah, stay around the fire, stay around the fire, stay around the fire. Um, Cause that's, what's going to always, it, it, you know, I, I, you know, your fire is going to look different as you grow. Right. So like for me, my fire, right. The people that I look up to that, my mentors, like, I mean, it's crazy, you know, like in a good way, like big, big vision and, and, you know, possibilities and, and all that stuff. And so uh, for me, like, I'm just, I, I, as, a, as a person, like I'm always focused on that fire because it's just going to, you know, it's going to push me to keep on going. Right. And just keep working on myself. Oh, so, so good. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. I know you've spent so much of your time with us uh, today and poured into our community. And I personally have also taken so much away. So I just wanted to say thank you one last time before we get off here. And, um, you know, I know so many of you guys are probably listening to this and you are so motivated and so pumped up and so excited and energized. I don't know about you guys, but anytime I leave a training or like went to conference and then you come home and you're so excited, but then right? It sometimes tends to like fizzle out or there's not the accountability piece or you're just kind of, um, you know, life gets in the way, you know, the kids happen, the kids come up, you know, whatever, life, your job, get back to your job, what are all the things. And so I just want to encourage you guys, first of all, to just like she said, stay close to the fire, stay close and connected to your community you know, to your why, keep it in front of you. But also I would just encourage you, if you are looking for a community, you guys, and you're like, I know I need that accountability and I I need some follow through. I need a roadmap. I need support. Please reach out to Monique or I, because that is literally what we do is, you know, if you, if you're a part of a team that you don't have a Sarah Zalecki in your life and you don't have someone to really just to help walk you through what it is that you're wanting to do, right? Have those vision-driven goals and a, an abundance mindset and overcoming objections and time management, you know, all of those things. That is what we do inside of Multiply 2.0. And we would love to work with you. But yeah, Sarah, again, thank you so much. This has been just incredible. I know uh, there have been so many comments. I don't know if you've been seeing the chat on Zoom. I haven't. I've just been fully present with everybody. So I haven't seen it, but uh, I feel, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. It's been incredible to have you. So I don't want to keep you any longer because I'm like, we, we went over an hour. It's been such oh a Oh my God. It was, it was, it, you. it's just awesome. Well, and also too, guys, if you have any other questions, like feel free to send me something in Messenger. Yeah. My biggest heart is just like, I know what it's like to be brand new I know what it's like when I hit a plateau I know like through all these different phases and so you know I just really know like if if I can support you guys and just if you need like one little tweak or maybe a reach out that you're asking about with the script or whatever I would be I would be more than happy uh to help you on that it takes 30 seconds it's not a big deal and I would be honored to do that but you know Monique and and Becky thank you for having me and um, yeah you know, so yeah. how can people um, you know stay connected with you or where can people follow you I guess I should I say. mean just at Facebook and Instagram just Sarah Zalecki right so Z-O-L-E-C-K-I 
um, you know, and we can, and we'll get connected on there. All social media platforms, pretty. I think I think nowadays we can all find each other pretty quick, can't we? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate you, and for of course going to continue to cheer you on. And yeah, thank you guys for those of you that were watching live and joined us on Zoom. We appreciate you. You know how the saying goes, those who show up, go up. So we're cheering you guys on. And thank you again, Sarah. Y'all have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you, Sarah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Legacy Leader Podcast. If this episode blessed you, can I ask you to leave a five-star review and share on Instagram and Instagram stories? You can tag me at at Monique Script Coaching, and you may be part of our weekly giveaway. For more ways for us to connect, go to MoniqueScript.com.